0: Hello! Ahoy! Welcome to episode four of Bottom of the Stream. I'm Nick. I'm Adam. Oh, we're back again. We're back again for another week,
1: another weekly episode
0: of Bottom of the Stream. And uh, what's on tap? <laughs> what's on tap? I like that. <laughs> what's on tap this week that has been distilled into the stream. Before we get into that, we'll just introduce the podcast a little bit more. It's basically us, a pair of nerds going through Netflix and seeing what people are not talking about and reviewing them. That's basically what we're doing. Are we randomly selecting something every week? Every week we randomly select at the end of the episode and then we watch that and then we talk about it the following week. So if you've not liked or subscribed
1: the podcast yet, please do,
0: um, in whichever medium you're listening to it in right now.
1: Please go and listen to the previous episodes and you can see if we've found any gems so far. Absolutely. So are you ready to dive into the stream? Let's go for it.
0: So, what
1: came out of the random box this week? This week we've got the pleasure, <laughs> maybe, of watching a film from two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, it's called
0: "I Think We're Alone Now." Doesn't seem to be anybody around. That's not even the
1: right lyric. I've misquoted a lyric. That's terrible. And this was directed by Reed Moreno. Reed Moreno, who, who is, she's directed several episodes of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah, I've never seen that. Me neither, but it's supposed to be very good. I've
0: heard it's good. It doesn't seem like my sort of thing, if I'm honest. And this is her second feature film. Second feature film? What what is she directed before? I knew you were gonna ask me. <laughs> I, <have> <laughs> I don't have that written that Oh know. fair enough.
1: <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> and it's got some quite famous people in, considering it all our pr- previous uh, <laughs> things <laughs> that we've reviewed. It's a very small cast. Uh yeah, who's who's in the There's four people in
0: this film yep. in total. Peter Drinklich. Yeah. Uh, Elle Fanning. Yeah. Charlotte Gainsbourg and Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Yeah. Just the four of them. Couldn't even make a five-aside team. No. Couldn't. No. Absolutely couldn't. So, as is now tradition on this podcast, give me your one-word review of I Think We're alone now. Uh, slow. Slow. I'd agree with that. It's pretty damn slow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't
1: mind this film, but um, it is slow.
0: I. I'm gonna tell you that I actually quite enjoyed it. It is slow. It's painfully slow at the beginning, but
1: it's all right. Yeah, I, I even though it is though, it it is good at it's atmospheric, and I I will say right at the start, this is a cut above what we've seen so far. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it's in terms of technically speaking, this it, is by far the best directed, best shot, highest budget, best. It, my, yeah. Definitely best I'd acting like we've it. seen, probably the best script we've seen. Although it is not without its problems. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a proper film.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's the end. At the end of the day, this was destined to be a proper film that didn't quite make it. I don't think. So, do you want to just give us
1: the premise?
0: Yeah, so basically, it's a post-apocalyptic drama. Peter Dringledge is the sole survivor in a town, small town, America.
1: Somewhere I don't think we'd find out where. So I think his New York state New York going state by state the map area. that up he's upstate New York. Yeah. Okay. That he's makes working sense. his way through.
0: So he's basically decided to dedicate himself to cleaning up after the apocalypse, cleaning up his hometown and just basically living a, soli- a life of solitude.
1: So yeah, he's I've got these he's essentially like a human warlie. <laughs> For the first twenty minutes of this, that film. Is
0: that, yeah, that is exactly right. He's a human Wally. He's cleaning up after the apocalypse. That's so so he's, he's like caretaking, isn't he? Of, of yeah, the town, he's he's going around cleaning the houses, disposing of the dead, and looking for batteries. Looking for batteries, which are the dead's high, dead's best commodity. He describes. Yeah. Them as. Uh, because there's no power. Because there's no power, he's got no electricity, in. he lives in a library. Yeah, which is evidently where he used to work in his former life.
1: Well, we presume so. So yeah, he... I think he says that. At one oh, point. Does he? Yeah, okay. I, think, I think he does. But he's he's as he's going around the houses and and um, as you say, caretaking. He's actually even he's making his way through people who own library fines by the looks of it, and he's yeah. he's getting the books back. Yeah,
0: he's getting the books back um, into the library. They're burying the bodies very easily, maneuvering bodies for considering he's a. They're very
1: decayed though. They're yeah, quite they are light. very decayed. But... And he's got a. He's not doing it by hand. He's got a. If he's dragging them a by at some to, point. to help bury them. Okay.
0: I have a real issue with Peter Drinkledge. Is it Drinkledge or Dinklage? I think it's Dinklage. Is it Dinklage? <laughs> I keep saying Drinkledge. I knew that. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, do you ever have wh- with people on the TV where their voices at a register where you just can't hear them? <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, but this was a very quiet film. Z-
0: I've had it with him in Game of Thrones. I, I cannot hear his voice. Right. Okay. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I had it. There used to be a guy in True Blood and I had it with him as well. And I just... For some reason, their voices that are registered. That I just... I can't. I have to really concentrate on what he's saying to understand. And that's that's my issue with the guy. He's a great actor. I just can't hear him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then... Yes. And he didn't have that many lines of dialogue no, in no, it. there's
0: no... A single word spoken he until was, the 30th for a, minute of this Oh, moment. really?
1: Yeah. So. You, you wouldn't expect to hear anything, there.
0: No. <laughs>
1: no, I wasn't thinking, shit, I really can't hear it. <laughs> you not think you have gone deaf <laughs> for the first <laughs> no. 10 minutes? No, I I even noticed he even did some dry stone walling as part <laughs> he of <did> his <laughs> caretaking <laughs> duty.
0: Yeah, he, he, he rebuilt a wall, which was
1: strange. Uh, and I really like the first... Uh, yeah, generally I like this film, but I thought, I thought that was... I might even say that was the best part of the film, was the first 15 minutes, the sort of wall-y the, yeah. tribute. There's a really good
0: scene about... 10 minutes in where he's he's asleep in bed and some fireworks start going
1: off. Yeah, so I've noted that because I was talking about how this is clearly the best shot and directed thing we've seen. And for those first 15 minutes, everything is drab and grey and washed out and it's all browns, greys, because it's sort of winter time, isn't it? There's no leaves on the trees. Autumn, I would say, probably. Late autumn. He's, as you say, he wakes up, and there's this humongous firework display yeah. out through the glass panes of the of the library window, and it's the first bit of color in the film. And I I I just, that look. It, it's a beautiful scene yeah, as well where really he's standing looking out over them. They're exploding over his head. And yeah, this guy really well shot. Yeah, this
0: guy thinks he's the only person left. Yeah, it's got to be pretty, he pretty disturbing. Isn't. He's obviously not spoken to a single person for a very long time at this point he's managed to clean half of the town at least and then all of a sudden he's uh, confronted by
1: these explosions going off in the middle of the night. Yeah he doesn't think there's anyone else around but
0: there is. <laughs> well, you made the same joke I made. Yeah. that You did it properly because you didn't get the lyric wrong. Yeah. yeah so we don't really ever find out what happened to the people. No. Um, it's At one point they say that everybody just suddenly dropped dead one day. Yeah. Which is a scary fault. <laughs> but we don't we don't know what caused it. We never find out what caused it. You don't. It's
1: not really an issue in the film to find out. No, it's just that this thing has happened, and that's fine. That's good enough. That's all you need is a yeah. setup. It's... Yeah, we don't need to know.
0: We don't need to see scenes of apocalypse and that sort of thing. But and we don't get it. You just, you just have to accept the fact that everybody just dropped dead one day. It seemed to be pretty sudden as well. There were people who were still in their cars, and there was people in the house with the remotes in their hands still. It, yeah, people were just sat at the breakfast table. So yeah, there was it literally just appeared that everybody just died but then he comes across a crashed car Is at this point i think
1: yeah so he's uh, he's on on his walk the next morning or whatever isn't there there's a car alarm going off which again pierces the silence before that the beating of his heart was the only sound (laughs) nice uh
0: yeah so he comes across this crashed car Uh, there's a, a lady inside or a young girl yeah teenage teenage Maybe early twenties girl. Yep, she's injured, isn't she? She's she took a knock on the noggin. So he manages to get her inside into a bed. Yep. Uh, She eventually wakes up. He's locked her in the bedroom, and he says, "You had a gun on you." Yes, that may come back later. That may come back later. (laughs) That does come back later. Yeah. So she wakes up. She's obviously confused by why she's suddenly locked in this bedroom. She. Assume at this point that she hasn't spoken to anybody for quite a
1: long time as well. Yes, correct. And eventually they have, they sort of have a bit of a chat through the through, the, uh, through chat, the door. Through the door, he says, "I'm going to let you out, but I want you to clear off, basically."
0: Yeah, he says, I want you to. She, I'm going to unlock the door. Count backwards from one hundred. She gets to ninety-eight. She opens
1: the door, which I think was funny. Made me laugh. I like that. And then you, we go through this. It's kind of you have to get this bit out of the way because you've seen it. The sort of odd couple bit where yeah. she wants to but, stay, he doesn't want her to stay. She yeah. offers to help him out. She follows him around for a while. Yeah. he can't get rid of her.
0: Eventually, she decides to go, and then he suddenly changes his mind. Yeah, he's come round to the fact that. Come around actually, to... yeah, he, he makes a good point. He says, "If I let you go, I'm not going to know where you've gone, and if I change my mind, you might be the last person I ever speak to." Yeah, which I think is a fair point.
1: One thing we didn't mention earlier. So, as long as, uh, as well as, sorry, taking the books back to the library, he also. Steals photos, doesn't he? Yeah, from the dead people, dead houses. Yeah, he takes, takes them out of the frames. House can't die.
0: <laughs> the house can't die. No? And he takes them out of the frames and keeps them in a the file. Yeah, but she finds his creepy photo
1: collection at one point. Yeah, she, she does.
0: Just that comes after she finds a dog. Yes.
1: She she finds I don't yeah they're on one of their days out yeah, cleaning. They find they they a she finds dogs start going she? out and cleaning together
0: <laughs> at this point and get things done a lot quicker.
1: But the dog doesn't last very long. No, the dog doesn't last very long because he releases it. Yeah, well, it bites him. It, yeah. And then it's not there in the morning and he says, well, I let it, I let it out because it needed to go for a piss. Yeah. Basically. And never let it back in. <laughs> well, obviously,
0: yeah. <laughs> I let it out.
1: I didn't let it back in this place. But he
0: did go and help a look for it before he reveals this Yeah, task. it
1: wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't portrayed like he'd done it on purpose.
0: No, I don't think, it, it, I, I genuinely it don't was... think he had. He's forgotten, maybe? I don't know <laughs> I don't know what's what's gone on there. He, he she lost the dog. He'd let it out, but he did go and help her find it. They never do find it. So no
1: makes another appearance. But it's no. But th- this is all sort of as they're they're bonding, don't, aren't they? And and we get into a montage. Yeah. Of them setting up solar panels, cleaning montage. <laughs> yeah, cle- doing more cleaning, doing uh, some work in the greenhouse. So they start yeah, growing their own plants, vegetables. Supposed to
0: think at this point that a lot of time has passed. Uh, yes. He's got the map where he's crossing off the houses, yes. and that's filling up. Rapidly during
1: this montage. Yeah, so they're they're working their way around the whole town, cleaning up. What what did you
0: think of the chemistry between the two? I I really enjoyed them. Yeah, I thought they worked really well together. I thought they had a difficult. It's difficult to build a chemistry when there's not a lot of dialogue in the film, and there isn't a lot of dialogue in this film from start to finish. I mean, like I said, there's nothing from the until the
1: thirteenth minute, but after that, they don't talk a lot in it. I think this film would have been better. It seems very strange to say it with a film that only had four people in it. It had too many people in it. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I could have, I'd, have, I'd have think I'd have enjoyed it more if it, the whole thing had just been these two.
0: Yeah, personally, I've got a, I've got a take on it, but I'll come to it later on. Yeah, I, I was, I thought it was, yeah, at this point I was really captivated by it. I was, like, I'm, I like where this is going. There's not a lot happening, but it's quite a good, good chemistry between them, and it's a nice story what they're building. And I thought it's got to be building to something. and I'm hoping whatever it's building to is going to be good.
1: Yeah, so I think the first hint of a twist sort of comes not long after this montage where Grace, who is Ellie Fanning's character, yeah. is in her bedroom and she's yes. pulling it, putting her hair up or taking her hair down, I can't remember. Yeah, one of the um, other. I do, anyway, she pulls her hair away from her neck and she's got a significant surgery type scar down the back of her neck. I thought you were going to go with a significant surgery scar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> go with alliteration. Yeah, she's got a big scar right down the back of her neck, which... Again, made me think, oh, something interesting is about to happen here. This is is building up to something.
1: Did you think aliens straight away? I didn't think aliens straight away. I don't know why I said
0: that. (laughs) No, I didn't. But it was clear that something was going on. And then it took a further turn when he, mirroring what happened earlier, he wakes up in the bedroom alone. Yes. And he hears voices. And he hears voices downstairs, which again must be quite, well, he was spooked because he got a gun out of the drawer. Yep. He found her gun, because he was in her bedroom at this point. Yeah, but because they'd had a little kiss, hadn't they'd they? They'd had a little kiss. Um, and presumably more because he woke up in her bedroom the next morning. Yes. Um, you don't see anything of that ilk, but yes. I'm, you have to assume that they've uh, done the naughty. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling it that. Okay, care. fine.
1: <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, and in, he goes to investigate and... Uh, There's three people downstairs eating eating breakfast, only one of whom is Grace.
0: As if it's very normal that they just happen to be in this house. So this is where Violet and Patrick turn up. They are Grace's parents. They claim to be Grace's parents. Or are they? There's a a claim there that they are. She says that they are. They say that they are. It seems very clear that they aren't.
1: (laughs) Well, and it becomes quickly claimed that they aren't because he obviously doesn't react well. To these people being there. So he um he, he's, he's a, he storms outside. Yeah, he's a massive loner, he doesn't want people yeah. there. He's, and she chases Grace chases after Del straight away and says, They're not my parents. Yeah. And she says something like I was placed with them. Mm. Whatever that means.
0: Well Paul Giamatti reveals at this point as well that there's thousands of people, hundreds, if not thousands,
1: of people living in California. Yes. So Paul Giamatti plays Patrick. Patrick, yeah, sorry again, another say. great
0: actor. Fantastic actor. One of the best, I would say.
1: Yes, he says, um, yes, there's plenty more people alive. And Dell obviously doesn't know whether whether to believe this or not.
0: Well, you wouldn't. <laughs> so it seems like a really confusing thing to be told when you think the apocalypse has happened. To be told that it hasn't must be quite disturbing. We find out at this point as well that Violet has a scar as well on the back of her neck.
1: Yes, so the mother, the mother. in yeah. inverted commas. Charlotte
0: Gains- Gainsbourg. Yeah. She has a scar on the back of her neck also. So... Something is clearly going on in this Californian town.
1: Yes. We have a bit of a back and forth, don't we? Patrick and Dell have a bit of a one-to-one in the library. Yeah, they go back to the library. Patrick says, you know, come back with us. You, you know, we've got, we've got plenty of things for a, for a guy of your now resources and initiative. You can you can really contribute to our community. Yeah, Dell's um, not interested. He completely dismisses that. He's absolutely happy on
0: his own. He's yeah. happy whether Grace is there or not. He's, he's definitely not leaving this library where he's built this life. Incidentally, if, if the apocalypse happened, the last place I'd go to is work. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't. You could literally go anywhere. Go and live. You could go live in Buckingham Palace if you wanted to. It's a nice library, though.
1: That's a lovely library, but why would you want to live somewhere you work? Because well, it's, well, it's a nice library. Well, I definitely wouldn't go to my has <laughs> got a nice kitchen. he has got a nice <laughs> big... Glass windows looking out over this countryside. Yeah, it's nice for a library. He likes reading. I don't know.
0: I just wouldn't go. To, I definitely wouldn't go to my work unless there were zombies. We've got quite high fences. <laughs> they
1: do. That does actually come up at one point. Some, uh, I think it's I can't remember if it's Del or Grace. One of them says at one point, "Oh, it's not as if they're all all these bodies are going to reanimate," and which I thought was quite a nice little nod.
0: Yeah, because this is definitely it's a post-apocalyptic film. It's definitely not a zombie film. Yeah. Which is which is a nice refreshing change, I yeah. suppose. The dead are not going to come back to life, which is which is in the film in the film world happens more than you would think. Palm oh. Springs—that's where it is in California. I' okay. was just, I couldn't think of the name of the town, but it's Palm
1: Springs. So before, just before Patrick, and Violet, and Grace set up back off of home, uh, Patrick leaves the address, their address, in a book. Yes, and puts, it on, the puts rack, it on the rack in the library. Uh, Grace is quite
0: them. reluctant to go, but does doesn't seem to have any choice in going. She's, yeah, that she's doesn't too.
1: really come... That's not really explored very well, actually, because she clearly doesn't want to go. Del doesn't really want her to go, but she goes along with it. Yeah, Paul but Giamatti's
0: she, character seems to have a lot of
1: hold over She's her. not particularly coerced. No. It's just, oh, they've come to get me, I oh, have I to sh- go. I have to go, I've got no choice in this. And there was probably a... There could have been a bit more exploring that. Yeah, thing, I think you're right. I think there was, then... It felt like there was a few character beats missing. From this
0: point onwards the whole film could have done with a lot more explanation.
1: It lurched, didn't it, it? it, somewhat?
0: certainly lurched to a much faster tempo.
1: Yeah. It was
0: like watching the end of a completely different film. Yeah, with the same people in <laughs> it. With the same people in it. So so let's talk a bit about yeah, that. Yeah, so obviously Del then suddenly, when they've all left, suddenly decides that he does want to go. Yeah, it goes into a bit of a funk, doesn't he? He has a bit of a meltdown. He realises,
1: actually, I don't want to be on my own.
0: I don't, yeah. After all these years, I've decided... Well, yeah, I presume years. He doesn't want to live on his own. He has a bit of a meltdown. He tries to find... He has the, a dream of
1: Grace as well, he, he? does. Yeah, there's a weird a dream. vision sequence. that she's back in the library. Yeah.
0: So he, he tries to find the book that Patrick's left, but struggles at the start. He can't quite seem to remember where it was
1: left. Wow. <laughs> He's looked the same. He didn't make a note of which... Yeah, but- he works and he lives in that library. He <laughs> should know it like the back of his hand. Don't you? It he did find it that in he the didn't, end, didn't he?
0: he? did find it in the end, but it threw me a little bit that it took him so long. I feel like if somebody put a book down, and I'd remember where it was. But maybe that's just me. So anyway, he decides to go. He drives in yes. his own car for as far as he can get before yeah. the road's blocked. Yeah.
1: This is a big... This is a second montage, isn't it? Yeah. Where he drives. It's like a driving montage. Drives and drives.
0: He's got to love a love of driving montage. So there's...
1: He's going from one side of America to the other. Yes, he's,
0: he's travelling a long way. He obviously has to change cars a few times because the roads
1: are blocked by dead people in cars. You can tell it's getting hotter as he's getting towards yeah. the um, West Coast because he suddenly gains sunglasses and a yeah. bandana. And some water, a big yeah. bottle of
0: water. Yeah, so he's in, he's in the desert at one point. He's going between night and day that he's driving
1: in. It's a, it's a montage. It's, re- it's really... It's really, it's really beautifully well shot as well. Again, I'd, Every, everything yeah. about
0: this film is beautiful. There's no, even to the very last scene, which we'll come to, it was a really beautifully shot film, I
1: thought. So it's probably worth noting, and that, that sort of is borne out by, again, I mentioned the director of this, Reed Marino. So she was actually, a, she has done a cinematography role on several films as okay. well before so she's a director. So some. she's a
0: cinematographer turned yeah. director. Yeah. That makes sense. I can, yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: And there's a really nice shot as he, he sort of he comes over the brow of a hill doesn't he and he's at the top of a top of a valley and there's Palm Springs underneath him completely at night time and it's lit up lit. full of power
0: yeah beautifully lit as if it was as if nothing had ever happened yeah which was bizarre to see for, for me so I'm assuming it's very bizarre for him to see but he sort of stood and looked at it for a while and then there's a moment where you think well, is he, he going to turn back or is he going to go in and he decides to go And he finds the house where they're living in.
1: This is the bit that I liked. So he sort of sneaks up to the window and Patrick and Violet are having dinner, aren't they? Yeah. And he peers through the window and Violet spots him quite quickly. Yeah, she eyeballs him quite quickly. And she sort of wanders over to the window, peers out, checks his sort of, does a double take, checks his, you know, this guy's really there. And then she sort of pulls the curtain shut, and it's... Patrick asks her, oh, what, what's going on? What's going on? And she says, well, nothing. So she's she's obstructing the fact that he's there.
0: Yeah, it's at this point you start to realise that Patrick's maybe the bad guy in this yes. film. And Grace isn't there. Grace is not in that scene at all. Eventually he goes into the house where he finds Grace. And what does he find, Adam? He finds Well, Nicholas. He finds Grace... Unconscious on a bed, strapped to a machine by her head. Yeah, so She's, she's got some sort of hair mask.
1: What's the hair mask called? <laughs> she's, she's, she's basically hooked up to some sort of brain scanning Brain scan, yeah. It's brain scanning machine. But, it, but it's, it's not like an MRI type thing. It's this, it's very rough and ready, wires everywhere. Wires everywhere. There's a big, yeah. big plug in the side of the bed with loads of wires in it. Yeah, and her brain is being monitored.
0: It seems to be definitely yes. seems to be.
1: So, but he, and she kind of starts to come around and she yeah, recognizes. He, he wakes her up actually.
0: and she comes around and they decide to escape together. Is that what we're saying? I think that's what was, the plan was.
1: Yeah, well, they, they sort of sneak out of the room, don't they? Yeah, but then they're confronted by Patrick. By Patrick, and he basically, in in the kind of typical cliché bad guy way, then explains. Yeah, he's like, even <laughs> what's then, going on. Yeah, <laughs> which is essentially. Society has started to rebuild in this little town and they have doctors who are trying to basically wipe people's memories. Wipe the bad stuff from yeah. people's memories. It's So t- they talk about this event that happened, whatever it is, and, and he talks about how what, why should people have to remember this and, and remember the people they've lost and the things they've experienced. It's basically, they're basically being brainwashed yeah. into forgetting or numbing
0: becoming numb to the fact that it's happened I don't think they're forgetting but I got the impression they were becoming numb to the fact that it had happened and they were going to live this happy life in Palm Springs and then she shoots him she does bang <laughs> one shot <laughs> literally one shot at him straight through the heart he drops down dead see you later Patrick see you later so we're down to three
1: people uh, and Violet just walks off Violet just so says, she's, well she's in a bit of a trance she goes over thing, and checks him
0: yeah to make sure that he is dead yeah and just walks out the door yep yeah. He's like, no, I'm done. Yeah, don't want any of this. But yeah, thanks for that. Um, you freed, almost freed me. They get in their car, hit the road, hit the road, drive past a load of it's, clearly brainwashed people. Yes, on the way
1: it's out. a bit sort of like it was very pleasant, Tim Burton, it was Pleasantville, very, yeah, Stepford Pleasantville, Wives yeah,
0: it type. Was, it was a middle America scene of happy, yeah. happy families, fifties style. Everybody was on bikes and chatting with each other, and it was looked really nice, but not really being aware that the apocalypse had happened around them so
1: yeah Dal and Grace hit the roof and Grace hit presumably the roof presumably
0: heading back stop just outside the town put the roof down Felmer and Louise out into the sunset Yeah, holding one another's hands holding one another's hands nice I like what you're doing <laughs> all the way through this you've got a theme and you're sticking to it um, have you actually, actually written the lyrics down so no much? I haven't I <laughs> not even more sad that you know them I've danced to that song a lot
1: <laughs> he does to do every song yeah um,
0: yeah so that is the end of uh,
1: I Think We're Alone Now thoughts Mostly I liked it. it. it's the Like I said, it's the best film we've watched. I think it is the best film we've watched. As
0: a film, yeah, it is the best film we've watched. I enjoyed
1: and... Bait more. Yeah. But this is the best film, technically, yeah. we've watched. Apart from the last 10 minutes. I was not comfortable <laughs> with the huge tonal lurch that seemed to come out of nowhere. It happened quick. It was
0: 10, 15 minutes at the most, and that whole ending was.
1: Yeah, that suddenly there's these Strapped crazy Hunters. science experiments yeah. going
0: on. Strapped onto this. 90-minute film. Yeah. I I think this is a better film if you tell it from the other perspective. So if you start in Palm Springs Right. and then find a man who's living on his own
1: I think you've got a better film. Interesting. And then you're trying to convince him to come back and... Yeah. Okay.
0: That I, is interesting. I, I think it's if you tell that film from Paul Giamatti's perspective and what he's been through since the apocalypse I think you've got a better film. Maybe not a better film but a better story. Right. But what we've got is the other way around with a
1: ten minute bolted on and That'd be I'd, really like interesting.
0: Say, I'd like to say a prequel.
1: Well, you could almost have two films saying the same yeah. story. Yeah. Um, just from a different perspective. That's a really an intriguing idea. Prequel
0: running at the same
1: time. So yeah, this isn't without its problems. It's I can I can forgive the fact that it's slow because it is good at building the atmosphere. It is and
0: it's I, it's written to be slow. It's not unintentionally slow. There's an intention there that we're gonna make a slow film
1: and i think you can see why this attracted a good caliber of actor
0: yeah it's a heck of a script to get
1: because well even if it's a script with a few words short on dialogue it's peter dinklage on screen on his own for a lot of this yeah, film it's, <laughs> so it's, for him it's,
0: it's a showcase piece of what he can do i'm not sure what i think of it as a whole as a film it's like you say it's it's good and it's beautifully it's beautiful shot but that Again, we seem to be coming across a recurring theme of terrible endings to these films that we're watching.
1: Yeah, do you know what occurred to me? What? We watched, so, we, we watched The Open House, where, spoiler alert, if you've not heard the episode, go and listen go to back, it Go now. back to listen to episode one. Everyone ends up dead. Yeah. Um. We watched, await oh further instructions, spoiler alert, everyone ends up dead. <laughs> we watched this, everyone starts off dead.
0: <laughs> nice. That's very yeah. true. There's quite a lot of people die in bait as well. Yeah. Um, would you recommend this to anyone to watch? Yes, but not to everyone. I think th- there's a certain type of film viewer that would get something out of this. Yeah, I think I would. I don't think I'd recommend my parents watched it. I don't think I'd recommend recommend it to quite a few of my friends. But there's there's definitely people out there that would
1: enjoy this film. Yeah, there are merits in it. I mean, would you sit and watch it for fun? I don't know. No, like, probably I'd, not. I.
0: If you're into post-apocalyptic films, then
1: it's got its place. It's an hour and a half long. It's got good performances, isn't it? it it's it got looks, four wonderful like, actors, As you yeah. say, it looks it looks good, plot-wise. It's plodding. It, yeah, and then that last that last 15 minutes just goes so far in, in a left turn that yes. it's, it's not... It feels like a twist for twist's sake.
0: Yeah, I'd have been happy with half an hour of that. I wanted more. I want to know more about what they were doing and why they were doing it. Yeah. And not just it to be the bolt-on end of a film. I like I said, I want to see more of it from that perspective. I think it's a really interesting observation. Yeah. Who knows, maybe I'll get to it. Maybe one day they'll make a sequel maybe, or a prequel. Or a, what do you call a film that runs at the same time as another film? A, a con- Concurrent con- con- quill. <laughs> <Concuracle>. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so um, let us know what you thought, I guess. Yeah, have a look, mm-hmm. have a have a watch and um, drop us a tweet on Twitter. We'll, we'll, we'll read a few out. And yeah, I remember the Twitter this week. reply to you. Go it's for it. At b-o-t-s underscore podcast i've also set up a facebook group so you can i don't know how you find a facebook group but just search facebook search bottom of the stream on facebook and you'll find it and uh, we've got an email address bottom of the stream at gmail.com
1: you can find us on all good podcast all go- and distribution some formats bad, some bad ones
0: and most of the good ones and um, yeah so subscribe to the podcast drop us a review that'd be really helpful five stars is always nice so uh, I think it's time to pick next week's film.
1: Yeah. Do you agree? Absolutely. Let me open my app. I don't think I've added in any since last week, so I think we're still at our... I app. have added one. ...20, high 20s or whatever to go I, I added one, but I can't remember what it was. But, and I don't even, Yeah, I did add it to the app, so we we're all
0: right. We we're all good. Right, so we've got the app. I've added... One more film to it since last week, so there's, tw- there's still 27, because obviously this week's this one's been taken off it. So, are you ready? Go for it. Uh, it has brought up Little Evil. Little Evil. Little Evil. Sounds horror. Sounds like a horror-y type film. Let me uh, find you the synopsis, and I will read it to you. Can't spell evil. It's
1: a no. tricky one. <laughs> it's a tricky one.
0: Interesting cast. Um, Right, the synopsis says... Gary, who has just married Samantha, the woman of his dreams, discovers that her six year old son may be the Antichrist. Okay. (laughs) Which is a scary
1: thing to imagine, I would think.
0: It's described on IMDb as a comedy horror.
1: Oh, excellent. So, okay, that'll be interesting. I'm thinking like The Omen from 2017.
0: It stars Evangeline Lilly. Oh. Which, being huge Lost fans, is quite exciting. Um, Also stars Adam Scott. Okay, yeah. Marcus Terrell-Smith. Clancy Brown. Oh, he's in Lost as well. He's
1: in Lust as well. Is it a Netflix original? Donald option? Faison.
0: Really? From Scrubs? From Scrubs. It is not a Netflix original. Um, it was released in 2017. Oh, no, it is a Netflix original. Apologies. It is a Netflix original. It has an awesome poster, but obviously you can't see that until you go on Twitter where I put it up. Excellent. That's
1: review. Um, I'm really excited we're doing a comedy. I Yeah. Because I... I'm all up for comedies and you I'm don't not. like them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not that I don't like comedies. It's just I find a, there's a specific type of comedy that I like. And
1: I will I will quite happily sit and watch a, a stupid comedy that knows it's stupid, whereas I know it really winds you I, I will
0: not. I will not. I cannot watch a film with Ben Stiller. Or I went to the cinema last night and there was a trailer for Seth Rogen's new film and right. it made me angry in two minutes. <laughs> and so we'll see. I do like um, Adam Scott because he's in The Good Place and all that.
1: Yeah, he's very good.
0: He's he's in Parks and Rec, isn't he? Maybe it'll divide us completely. We haven't really had one that we've been completely divided on. No, not yet. So So it could be interesting. So tune in next week for episode five and we will uh, be back then.
1: Yeah, give it a watch if you get a chance. Yeah,
0: definitely give it a watch before then. You've got a week. There's plenty of time to watch a film. It's only on for 90 minutes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no excuse. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and we will uh, see you then. Cheers. Bye.